the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. Jesus is speaking to the disciples, and he says this, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Wait a minute. What is Jesus saying? He's sending out the disciples to go before him, before he goes into the city where he is going to minister and heal the sick. So he sends them out ahead of him, and he says, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. What is he really saying to them? I give unto you influence, capability, effectiveness, potential to tread on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. And nothing is going to be able to defeat you. Oh, the church has to step into its rightful place of authority. Your prayers aren't weak. You aren't powerless because he has empowered you just as he empowered the disciples that day. He has raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places through Christ Jesus. You are seated with Jesus Christ. His prayers are powerful. Then your prayers are powerful too. Because when you pray in the spirit, you pray with the Holy Spirit and you in Christ are one. And answers come to our prayers when we pray the will of God The prayers are answered. The Bible tells us what the will of God is. The Bible shows us the mind of God. When the Holy Spirit speaks to us in prayer, he gives us revelation and reveals to us the mind of God for that situation. When we submit ourselves in prayer and allow the Holy Spirit to do the praying, the spirit of God flows through us and the prayers are answered with great and mighty deeds too numerous to tell. When we get a hold of this truth, it gets into our spirit. And then the church can take its wonderful place of authority. We all can confront the powers of darkness, just like when Jesus sent out the disciples. When you pray, you enforce Jesus' victory. Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. What more can we ask for? It's time that we took the keys and stepped into the kingdom through prayer. 
Today, at the end of this lesson, we're going to talk about going to another level in prayer. God wants you to be fully persuaded. Why did Abraham receive the promise of God? The Bible says this, yet he did not waver through disbelief in the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God was able to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. He did not waver, the Bible says, through disbelief and the promise of God. God is going to answer your prayers You are one with greatness and one with power. What could hinder our prayers? Hmm. Now, that's something to think about. Maybe you've been praying and the prayers haven't been answered. Could there be something that's hindering your prayer? One day I was on my knees in prayer and I was praying and I was there. I was on time. It was my usual time to pray. And I was praying. I was in my normal prayer place and I was praying for the sick. I always get a lot of requests for those that are sick. I was praying for the sick and the needs of the people. I was crying out and presenting those requests before God and reading scripture and praying in the spirit. And as I was praying, I paused for a moment because suddenly I saw a vision and it was odd what I saw and I didn't understand it. It was a pile of something. It was it was rustic in color and it looked like maybe a pile of metal, but it wasn't metal. I could tell it wasn't metal, but it was in a stack and it was different pieces. And they were there were several different shapes and it was stacked up together. And then all of a sudden the vision was gone. And I said to the Lord in my mind, I said, Lord, what is that? He said, it's iniquities in your heart. I said, oh, oh, my goodness. I mean, I guess I have iniquities. I was so disappointed in me. I stopped praying for the people on my prayer list and I began to cry out to God for myself because I knew that if I had iniquities in my heart, that it would hinder my prayer. Who had I not forgiven? I began to search my heart. Have I misspoken to someone, Lord? Have I judged someone? Have I judged something wrongly? Have I had wrong thoughts against someone? For out of the heart, come the issues of life and I continued to search my heart and I could not find much. So this created great concern for me because he just said that there was iniquities in my heart. John 9 and 31. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. How would I get God to listen to my prayers if he says there's iniquities in my heart And I can't even find them. Isaiah 51, 2. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Obviously, he was letting me know you're praying and I'm not listening because of what's in your heart, Valerie. Sometimes we don't even know what the iniquity is. We don't know that there's even iniquity in our heart. So how can we identify it? Well, I began to pray like this. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly of my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. That's Psalms 51. 
And Psalms 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. I prayed, and I sought God's forgiveness, and I prayed some more, and I talked with God until I felt his presence rest upon me again. And the cleanliness of my heart, I could feel, was restored. The disciples said this, But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word, Acts 6-4. That's his call on your life, too. If you believe it, go ahead and shout because you were born to win. He is a good father and a wonderful daddy. Our spirit cries, Abba, Abba. God is calling you to move into an intimate relationship with him. One backed by covenant power and backed by his covenant promises. Today, I'm going to talk about what's required for communion with God and then a call to action. I want to show you how to commune with the Holy Spirit, communion, your place of power. Our prayer should bring shocking results. The power of our prayer can shake evil out of its dwelling place, transforming lives, having astounding effect in the lives of those whom we're praying for. In this ministry, we have seen countless individuals have answers to prayer far beyond what they were even asking us to pray for. Wonderful things that God has done. So numerous. It really is beyond telling it all in one day. I heard a sermon one time when I was very, very young. I'm talking about communion and prayer. I was in my 30s, I I do believe. And what I heard had a profound effect on me. I have never forgotten it until this very day. The sermon was about an article by a doctor. And I'll never forget the doctor's story. It was printed in the New England Journal of Medicine. For many years, physicians considered the New England Journal of Medicine to be the authoritative reference on medicine. It was like the Bible's doctor on medicine back then. If it was in the New England Journal of Medicine, then it was so. Well, a doctor wrote this story about his aging mother, and it's amazing. And I think that you'll agree with me today. He wrote that his elderly mother fell ill at home. And he moved her to the hospital where he worked. He wanted to watch over her to be sure that she received the correct medicine and the best care possible. He loved her dearly. He felt that only he could provide the proper care for his elderly mother. He worked hard to get her well. He administered the best treatment. He made sure that she had round-the-clock nurses. He said he did everything he could to make sure that her life was being restored. He said, but she laid there, bedridden, getting worse. And he realized after a while that she was dying and that there was no chance for her to get well. But he continued to give her the best care possible. He said, and she continued to become very weak. Well, one day his mother's friend showed up at the hospital and she came into the hospital room where his mother lay dying and she sat by her bed. He inquired of the nurses and asked, Who, who's that sitting in, in the room with my mother? And she said, that's your mother's friend, one of the nurses told him. He said, and she came into the room and she sits by the bed and she's been sitting there all day long and she hasn't spoken one word. As we enter the room and go back out, 
She doesn't speak a word to anyone. She hasn't said one word. Well, this little elderly lady sat next to his mother for days, and she never spoke a word. He said his mother was healed. He said that she would go home and come back, and she would just sit there, but she never spoke a word. His mother was healed, and she left the hospital and went home. The little elderly friend had sat there and never spoke a word, according to the nurse's accounts. This lady knew how to commune with God. She knew how to get into his presence, how to get answers in prayer. And her friend lived. She found out how to commune with the Holy Spirit and not ever utter a word. The doctor found out that he was just a doctor and that God is the healer. What did this little elderly lady know who sat by the bedside of her friend and didn't say anything? First John five fifteen. Maybe she knew this. And this is the confidence that we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we know we have the petitions that we ask of him. She knew if she came there and sat by her dying friend's bedside and presented her request unto God, that he would hear her. And because God would hear her, her little elderly friend knew that she would have what she had requested of him. She knew. Are you ready to go to the next level of prayer? You cannot get to the next level and then stop and don't enter in. You now stand at the threshold of a new journey with God, a place that can turn your life around in the lives of family members, people on your job, in the neighborhood, in our community, in the nation, in the nations of the world. God's raising up a spiritual military force of believers who will understand that prayer is a weapon of war. And these individuals will use this weapon to strike and send confusion into the enemy's camp. They will come against powers of darkness and destroy the works of the devil, just as Jesus did. God does not want you to be defeated. I know many are facing trials and there seems no way out. But I'm telling you that he will make a way of escape. You see, when you commune with him in prayer, he is going to give you revelation, astounding insight, direction on how to handle circumstances that seem out of control. What's impossible to man is possible with God. You'll pull down strongholds and enter the next level. God is changing your future right now. If you surrender your life in prayer, miraculous things will happen. The Christian life is a life of surrender. Surrender means power. Powerful blessings will flow through the life of the one who surrenders their life to God. God has brought the church to a place right at the threshold of a new dimension. Prayer. This prayer that comes deep from within, ushering forth the
the greatest power the world has ever known. It will expose demons where they hide. It will lead you to the places where principalities have hidden riches and secret places from the children of God. That's what the sovereign Lord is saying to you today. I will go before you and level the mountains. I will break down the gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places so that you will know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by name, Isaiah 45 two, the Holy One of Israel. He knows your name and unto you. He is making this promise today. God wants you to step into prayer far surpassing any prayer that you have ever prayed. Prayer that allows the Holy Spirit that indwells within you, the believer, to go beyond who you are and what you have learned. In this kind of prayer where your spirit and your physical body ascend to a new realm and you come out of prayer renewed. Demons can't touch you. Satan will not defeat you. As a matter of fact, you are the one that demons fear. They fear that you will call forth the angels of the Lord. Do you call them forth when you pray? Have you called forth Gabriel to take a message to someone who needs a word from the Lord? Have you called forth Michael to war for someone in the spirit realm? Have you called forth the host of heaven when you kneel forth and pray? I can see my father, an old Baptist preacher, down on his knees in the pulpit. I was five years old. I can see him down on his knees right now in the pulpit with one knee down, kneeling before the Lord, calling on God to send forth his angels. It's an image that a child will never forget. It will be with me until the day that I leave this world. I learned by watching him. I watched him in prayer. You see, in those days when I was a child, the pastor was called for everything. If somebody's child was thrown in in jail, the pastor went to them. If someone was sick and bedridden, the pastor went to their home. If some church member's family didn't have food, the pastor and the deacons came to their home and brought food. If someone was out of work and didn't have money to pay their bills, they called on the pastor. And when the pastor of the church didn't have it, they called on God. It was a praying church that I was raised in. I was surrounded by praying people. And do you know, my father had a profound effect on my life, but do you know what even had more power in my life? The people in the church, the people in the church who would grab me by one cheek and say, isn't she cute? Isn't she the cutest thing that you've ever seen? (laughs) Those same women and men that were kind to me, they were prayer warriors. And I would see them down on their knees. They had a love for God and they had a love for one another and the children of the church. I'm telling you, they would get down on their knees and call on God and they feared God and they would walk upright before him. I saw demonstrations of power in the church. Demons fear you when you pray. You destroy strongholds. You remove stumbling blocks and they have to step back when you are praying. You set up the power of God, a wall of defense around those for whom you are praying. The demons fear that you will pray and cancel Satan's plan, that you will destroy his strategies of the works of darkness. But we must surrender to do the mighty works of God. 
He is reshaping destinies right now, even as I speak right now, even as you hear this message. Let's talk about a new level of warfare prayer. Now, here is the call to action. What we must do when you go to prayer. And after you've gone and and met God, now you're on time. Please don't ever forget that. Be on time to prayer and the Holy Spirit will meet you there. When you've worshiped the Lord in song and maybe you've read the Lord's Prayer or the 51st Psalm and you've gone into repentance, confession, confessing any sin to God and forgiving anyone who you know that you need to forgive. It doesn't matter how you feel about them. It doesn't matter what they have said or what they have done. Allow God to fight his own battles. Then go deep into communion. Ask God for his presence to fall upon you. Seek him. Allow him to lead you in prayer. Allow the Holy Spirit to pray through you. And as you allow the presence of the Lord to pray through you. You come to a place of communion. Ask him again. If you don't feel this presence, Lord, engulf me in your presence. Allow me to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Anoint me again, Holy Spirit. And when you feel the presence of Almighty God, then become like Samuel. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Maybe he will speak to you in your inner ear, deep within. Maybe you will not hear anything, but wait upon the Lord. If there is silence for a few minutes, allow it to remain. Be still and know that he is God. In silence. Then close your prayer time in thanksgiving. I guarantee you, if you keep doing this, wisdom and understanding will flow through your life. When circumstances arise... You will have answers and other people will come to you for answers and they won't understand how does he or she have such answers. Remember when you sit in silence and pray after you sought God, listen for his voice. If you don't hear his voice, that does not mean that he has not spoken to you. God doesn't need words to communicate with any one of us. He is the Almighty. We need words to speak to one another. God doesn't need words to communicate with us. In the beginning, God created the heavens. I'm in the book of Genesis now. Now the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the surface of the waters. God hadn't said anything, but his presence was there. And then God said, let there be light. As the Lord brooded over the face of the earth, he spoke the words and out of his brooding came light. As you pray, the spirit of the Lord will surround you and something great will come out of your prayers more than you can hope or dream of. If you are consistent in prayer, he will consistently answer you. He doesn't need words to speak to us. The Bible says deep calleth unto deep. From the death of our soul, we communicate with God. He doesn't need words to speak. He speaks to us in our inner ear. And he can communicate without words. The more you commune, the more powerful and the intimate, the relationship 
with the Father becomes you're moving to the next level. In closing, I want to mention just a few hindrances to prayer that are often overlooked. How we treat one another. Just a few examples. When a foreigner resides with you in your land, you must not oppress him. You must treat the foreigner living among you as native born and love him as yourself. For you were foreigners in the land once yourself. I am the Lord. Leviticus 19.34. Here's another scripture. We want to be sure that nothing hinders our prayer. Wives, support and understand your husband in ways that show your support for Christ. Ephesians 5.22. And this message for husbands. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Don't allow anything, child of God, to hinder your prayers. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.